Michelle Constant on SAFM. There's a story that I've been following with great interest and I think it's well worth us engaging with it. When we think about traveling by train in South Africa, it's become a very potent and emotional topic. The vandalization, the theft, the shutdown of railway stations, trains and tracks have left South Africans fearful and angry. And yet there is one man, we've spoken to him many a time here on the show, who is taking the train and walking the distances and reclaiming what was once ours. Lorenzo Davids is the CEO of the Development Impact Fund. And uh, if you follow him on Twitter, his uh, Twitter handle is at Urban Low. You'll be able to see the story that he tells with regards to catching a train in Cape Town and in the Western Cape. Lorenzo, thank you so much for joining us. Good morning, Michelle. It's good to be back with you. It's always good to be chatting to you, Lorenzo. Tell us about this yeah. um, project. I mean, you've always got some great project uh, that you're working on when it comes <laughs> to how we transport ourselves or how we walk. Shanks Pony, it may be many different things. But now you're, yeah. you're catching the train, so to speak. Tell us about that. Right, Michelle, I've, I've, I've always been a train user all my life. And, uh, you know, occasionally, uh, because of work commitments, you use a car, but... But train, traveling by train is really a first love. It's a deep first love from my childhood days, my student days to university, my early career working for the public service. And now as a, as a social commentator, I particularly enjoy traveling by train. And, and obviously the last two years have been very difficult because of you know, the suspension of trains and the damage to train lines and infrastructure. But, but uh, come January this year, I just walked back to the station and have not left. So I'm on a train every day going to my meetings and offices and work and seeing clients. I use a train. So talk to us about that experience, because as I said earlier, you know, we, we peep, there's been a lot of fear and a lot of anger and frustration around what has happened to the rail system. And yet what you've done is you've basically um, nixed that idea um, in, in order to, to find a different journey. Yeah, I, I think the, the, the concept of fear is bigger than the reality. And, and that's the one myth we have to, to dispel, that there are thousands of people who travel safely by train every day. And the, yes, there are a few incidences. There are opportunistic crime. There are people who are harmful on trains and, you know, who would steal your wallet or threaten you uh, with some weapon and, you know, want to confiscate your phone. But that's very opportunistic. Um, the, the bulk of us travel in complete safety and in complete fun. I have never enjoyed conversations as much as I do traveling on trains. Yeah. And, and Michelle, this is the thing. We have to define the negatives that are narrative, or to say the negative narratives. We have to define that mm. because it's, it's such an important deposit into our democracy to not lurch to these um, you know, stories of despair uh, but to hold on to the fact that, yes, there's a train that has gone by and no one was robbed or injured and everybody got home safely. Tell that story. And, yeah. and so, so my, my, my going back to the station, and I said to somebody the other day, I said, you know, even if every brick is removed from the station, it is our job, it is our duty as citizens to go back to that station and all stand on that, that one remaining brick on that platform and say, this is our station, and we claim it. It's because a, unless we do that kind of act of citizenry, we have given up hope. You know, Lorenzo, what I love about the way you talk, and it's something that we think a lot about when we are following through on stories here on this show, 
is this concept of navigating narratives, which is not to yeah. say that there are stories that are, are, are falsehoods. They, they are absolutely true. But what is very uh, powerful is, is, as you say, is who owns the narrative. And you only own the narrative if you physically make the change yourself. Absolutely. I, I agree with that. And, and, and that's the thing. We, what we do is we don't develop our own narratives. We buy into the narratives of those who we think have a sense of knowing what they're talking about. And often those are the crowds who stir up anger, dissent, negativity, uh, fear, uh, despair. We, we tend to go in that, with that stream. And there are too few South Africans who are standing up and saying, hold on, guys. I'm traveling by train. I haven't been injured. I'm yeah. traveling by train. I get to work every day on time. I travel by train, and the train is spotless that I travel in. I mean that. The yeah. train I travel in is spotless. Whether you go Metro or Metro Plus, the old first and third class, it is spotless. No one is smoking. No one is making a noise. It is the most pleasant journeys that I have had over the last few months. So let's find out, uh, having started this program and started uh, working or catching the train again, train 106 uh, to yeah. Cape Town, <laughs> as having started this over the last couple of weeks, what's been the response? And have you had any response from uh, a local municipality, from provincial, municip provincial government? What, what's the response been? The, the response from people who read the stories I post yeah. The sort of tweets I put out have been phenomenal. People are actually saying, I'm taking a train. Somebody said, you know, just because of what you wrote, I went and took a train yesterday and I thoroughly enjoyed the ride. People are surprised uh, to see that the trains are functioning. The other day I posted a, a tweet and said, uh, a train was pulling into a station, so I filmed it and I said to them, here's a picture of a train actually moving. For many of those, they haven't seen a train for years. And, and you know, the response was just phenomenal. I, I, I don't have active engagement necessarily from government, local or provincial uh, or national. The Minister uh, of Transport, uh, Fikile, has tweet, retweeted my tweets occasionally, and I, I've appreciated that. Um, or, yeah, and he's commented on one to say thank you for doing this. Um, so, so there's a slow awareness, there's a slow, I think, emergence of that, as, as you said earlier on, there are other narratives that, sh that, that should be heard as well. I hope that mine is one of them, and the narrative is simple. It is, my goodness, what a pleasant experience we are having in January 22, traveling by train. It's clean, it, it's tidy. Yes, there are broken seats still that haven't, you know, haven't, haven't been prepared. And, 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 and I think simply that those are parts of, of, of the story that we are trying to fix. Yeah. I mean, as one of our listeners says, train and road travel safety should be the norm, not the such an exception. Um, and people must then talk about how amazing it is. But it's a pity that that is the exception. Many people live in daily fear. Um, uh, well, that, the point is that exactly people do live in daily fear, but we do need to break that, that, uh, that what, what would you call it, that feeling. Can I just say, Michelle, you're right. I have seen more police more security guards, more ticket examiners over the last four weeks, three weeks of January than I've ever seen on the trains. Every, I've not taken a train since the start of this work year. I yeah. started in the first week of January taking trains that every morning when I'm on that 106 train, there are security guards, there are policemen, there are other uh, officials of, of law enforcement on that train, 
walking up and down through the carriages. I feel completely safe. Lorenzo, very briefly, you are the CEO of the Development Impact Fund and so much of what you do around impact is actually around telling of stories, the importance of telling of stories. Briefly tell us what uh, the fund does and uh, what 2022 uh, holds for you. Yeah, thank you, Michelle. I, I, we really are a voice, uh, believe that we're a voice to tell stories that help undergird and build this democracy. Our job, our work, our passion is to tell South Africans that this is a country to believe in. It's not a country defined by the pontifications of politicians. It's, it's the actual stories of citizens who live in our towns and villages, rise up, travel with our trains and buses or taxis, and, and their lived experience is, is what, what defines what democracy is, how they are, how they live, how they breathe. And our job is to tell those stories. So, so we, 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 we're merging more, I think, as a national storytelling entity and a storytelling of hope, moving from negative narratives to inspirational narratives, because there's a lot that we are not telling that is so darn good about this country. And that's our job. <laughs> there certainly is a lot that is so darn good. Lorenzo Davids, as always, thank you so much for joining us, the CEO of the thank Development you, Impact Fund and taking the train. He's written some extraordinary stories about it. Uh, some of my best, best travel moments, I have to say, have been long-distance train drives or train rides over a couple of days. I've really loved that. And you learn so much about a country, about people, and so much more.